Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report here on a Friday. It's Black Friday. We hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving. We hope everybody enjoyed the food, the dessert, the family, the friends, the football. Full disclosure here, okay? The reason why I'm able to be in this uppity mood is because I don't know the result of the Cowboys game yet. We are recording this on a Wednesday. We're going to take the holiday off, but we did want to preview the Week 12 games. It is Dave Sturgio. It is Chris Gucci. It is A5 behind the glass here at Shop Studios. We wanted to give you guys a little bit of a sneak preview of, of Week 12 because there's too many games on the docket that just say, hey, we'll talk about it next week. There's a lot of good games out here as we head into the Week 12 preview. So again, we hope everybody enjoyed the Thanksgiving. We do not have top movers for you because clearly we don't know the top movers. So again, full Saquon. <laughs> no. Dak. Uh, let's see. Uh, any, who else? Uh, Josh Allen actually kind of came to fruition where you said he was going to show out, and he did. He did just that. Now, I know this is going to totally like he's going to stub his toe in the first quarter no, and get out for the game. Anyway. Just, yeah. All right. Let's get so into it. So it's Thanksgiving happened, but not yet. <laughs> Sort of. So happy Thanksgiving. Sort of. Not really. All right. Anyway, let's start. We got the local front. We talked a lot about this game in the beginning of the week because of the fact that there was news that Robert Sala wouldn't commit to Zach Wilson as the starting quarterback. So as of right now, we truly don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be for the New York Jets as they get or they have to get right here against the Chicago Bill, uh, Chicago Bears, have you? Are the Bears that kind of team to get right against considering they're you know, it, Justin Fields was on a day-to-day -day with a shoulder injury. It was not a separation like some people said. It was just like a little shoulder pain in the left shoulder, non-throwing shoulder. But when you're a running quarterback, Chris, that's that's a big deal. No, you can't put your shoulder down going forward. Yeah, that definitely takes a lot of what he's able to do out of the equation. Right. If it is, in fact, something that's as bad as I thought it looked when he was getting carted off, every time they hit a bump, he was wincing. But there's there's very it's a clouded situation. They're calling it day-to-day. I think he's probably going to miss the game. I truly do. You, whoa, really? I really do. Just because of the way they're they're not talking about it leads me to believe that it's worse oh, wow. than, it, than, it, than, I wouldn't say worse. He's day-to-day, -day, but it's one week. You know, give him a little bit of time. He's still young. Really, the Bears haven't put themselves in a position to make a playoff push. While I understand it's a real exciting deal for Justin Fields. It's an exciting to be, time in Chicago right now. <laughs> lighting up the, uh, the rushing totals and not getting wins. But because of that, there's no reason for them to be pushing for a playoff spot and pushing Justin Fields out there against a defense that's really good. They're not going to be able to throw the ball against the Jets' defense whatsoever. Mm -hmm. The defensive line has been getting a really good amount of pressure of late. Even the Patriots game last week, everybody's coming away from that game like the Jets' season is completely in disarray and it's over. They're 6-4, and four, and it's largely because of the defense. So I think the Bears are going to struggle in this one. And I do think offensively, if there is a team out there which there's several right now that have been playing poor on defense. A lot of teams have been playing bad defense, mm. and it's crazy because it seems like no team is playing good defense, but the unders are all hitting. Go figure. I can't figure that one out. But Maybe the offense is just stink, the Bears, too. <laughs> the Bears, they've scored a ton of points in the last four or five weeks. The Bears are averaging 197 yards a game on the ground. They're yeah. almost at 200 yards a game, dude. Like, I know the Jets are coming in here with a very good defense, and don't get me wrong, that, just like you said, think, it has propelled them I to be a 6-4 team. It's not a traditional uh, 200 yards on the ground. This a lot is of true. it is it's just a lot of fields. Yeah, it's a lot of and fields. you're going to eventually have to stretch the field a little bit. Maybe not in this game because, you know, we're talking about a get-right game for the for the Jets' offense. What about a get-right game for the Bears' defense? Because 
we haven't seen the Bears' defense look good at all, but we have not seen him play against Zach Wilson or Mike White. Because as of now, we don't know who the starter is. Right. So uh, my my question to you is: because there is there a possible sneaky play for any of the runners over in New York? I mean, the Bears are giving up 142 a game on the ground. Um, you know, something to be said for a Michael Carter or a James Robinson game. Uh, he hasn't had one yet since being traded yeah. over there. I mean, he did have one game where it wasn't a, a he didn't light up the the stat sheet, but he did have a, a fairly efficient game. I think we're going to see more Michael Carter than James Robinson in this offense going okay. forward. James Robinson. I mean, I that makes I'm, sense. He's been yeah, there. Yeah, he's been there, and he's shown flashes of potential in the spots that he's had. So, yeah, I could see a Michael Carter play here. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think maybe you see some passes out of the backfield. And we chose this game for two reasons. One, it's on the local front here, and Mojo's in New Jersey. And two, it's because obviously we don't know who the quarterback is going to be. All, really, I, all really eyes for, on that quarterback situation. Really, for either team, I think for the Bears' offense, it matters a lot who the quarterback is. Um but for the Jets, I don't think that the offense really takes a hit or gets a gain, no matter who's playing. So you quarterback. think this is Mike like Spider-Man mean type stuff, like Mike White and Zach Wilson? Like, yeah. I yeah. think maybe wow. if anything, the All players right. probably like Mike White more. So you might see a Taylor Heineke surgeon. You think you think you think he's lost the locker room officially? I don't think he's lost the locker room. Uh, like a Baker may have lost the locker room. I saw a really interesting tweet put out there by Dan Arlovsky of ESPN. But I do think that he's losing the locker room, and he's not in a good spot. Robert, worst, worst spot he's been in in the locker room since he's been a Who's jet. in a worse spot, Zach Wilson or Robert Sala? Because here's the thing. Robert Sala has a decision to make here, right? It, and if you bench your, your star quarterback, which, again, you have to just call him a star because he's in New York, he's the starter. Um, well, if you bench your quarterback, we'll call it that. If you bench your quarterback, you risk the whole – like boohoo Baker mode for the rest of his career, or if you go with him and apparently he's lost some of the locker room, is this Salah going against the Jets locker room? This is a big deal, man. No, I mean the Jets again, and I preface this by saying this: the Jets are six and four, so they have a season to compete. The Jets, so it's not like the, the season's Jets lost. players are at Jets practice as well, right? If yeah. Mike White was completely tearing it up in practice, then the Jets players would have more of a leg to stand. And I don't think that's the case. I don't think everybody's saying, "Hey, Mike White's going to bring us where we need to go." Mm. Zach Wilson needs to fix that. I think there is a little bit of counterproductiveness if they bench Zach Wilson here because I do agree that he's acting like a child. I do agree that he's playing his, – his play warrants him getting benched. At the same time, it's not like there's another guy out there on that roster that's yeah, going to take, take over and bring him where they want to go, like I said. And you have to be cautious because we know Zach Wilson behaves like a child. Just because he hasn't panned out up to this point – it's not over yet. He's still only in his halfway through his second season. So maybe the public saying we're not committing to him, like I said yesterday, is is the version of benching. And it's hopefully the wake-up call that he needs where he could, could take some accountability because you're going to see mistakes from a young quarterback, especially against New England on the road. It's just that after the game, you want to see accountability. That's really all everybody was asking for. It would have been bad enough if the Jets offense did what they did and he said nothing. True. Saying what he said, that's the reason why he might get yeah. benched. Well, we'll see. We'll see. So. Let's jump on over to the Sunday night football game, probably the game of the week, I think, um, And it, as far as in regards to the Sunday slate. Um, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles back on Sunday night football to host Chris's beloved Green Bay Packers. Now, the Packers coming off another loss after their big-time win against the Cowboys. The Packers lost on Thursday night to the Titans. Uh, no answers for any of the running game. And, of course, Traylon Burks out of nowhere, you know, just kind of did his thing. But now you got the Eagles, who are coming off a one-point win over the Indianapolis Colts, and a lot of people are starting to talk about the fact that they could be had. 
Is this a recipe to have a primetime type situation out of Rodgers where he delivers? Are we going to see another emergence out of a Christian Watson? Who's going to be the unsung hero of this game? When you look at this on the surface, all signs point to the Eagles just taking care of business. But obviously, for my rooting interest, you know, I would hope it the, the Rodgers, the, the old Rodgers would show up tonight or Sunday night. Yeah, I would say the clearest path here and is what we've been saying since day one. As bad as the Packers have been, and I'm going to pull it up right here. The offensive line, adjusted line yards for the Packers, they're still second in the NFL. They're not running the ball enough. They have been running the ball more. Last week, it was a little bit of a different game because they couldn't really run against that defense. There Mm -hmm. was nowhere to go. Um, If you look at Philly's run defense over the last month or so, and really the season, that's where they could be Since the big injury happened. um, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. But then they went out and Linval Joseph... They're Dominican Sue. I mean, that guy, I hate Dominican Sue more than any player in football (laughs) right now. I mean, like, I've always hated the guy. Obviously, you know, I'm a Packer fan, so there's been beef since the Detroit days. Oh, true. Um, That's right. So we get to deal with Dominican Sue, it seems like, three times a year somehow. He was like, insert here, by the way. He was just like, like, oh, you're playing the Packers in two weeks? (laughs) I'll sign there. You know, (laughs) come on, bro. But yeah, obviously, Dominican Sue helps the defense in stopping the run, maybe, but really, wasn't Dominican Sue on the Rams last year? And they didn't, they didn't play good against the run they didn't at all. Re- they had a stretch where you expected them to play really well against the run, and they didn't. So I'm not so sold on the Dominican Sue being able to just fix the Eagles' run defense overnight. Um, the Texans lit him up on the on the ground. Jam- uh, Jonathan Taylor lit him to, up on the ground. I'm trying to make this all make sense for the Packers of being this, this bad record-wise. It's like right now, they're actually you know, not too far off of, of the Eagles offense, and they're, they're, they're giving up just a little bit more on the, uh, on the overall defensive yards, too. I don't know. It's it's, it's, an, well, it's an enigma to me. It really comes down Packers to a lot of Cowboys a lot of bad mistakes in big spots, special teams woes. When you when you look That's at this, the surface stats and you see, oh, the Packers really aren't that bad, and they really aren't. I mean, their passing game is atrocious, but the receivers they lead the NFL in drops. I think there's like 24 or 25, maybe even more. That was two Yikes. weeks ago. They had 22, and yeah. I saw two in that game out of Watson alone. Right, so. I know Lazard had a bad drop last week. Man, Watson's really boom or bust, huh? So far, I mean, he's just well, like, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's got he now he leads missed, all rookies. He missed some time, and he was definitely he's going to have drop issues. Apparently, uh, I don't apparently, know. That, I don't yeah. know that you really get rid of those. I think they kind of carry. They do. You do. To had him. To had him. And guess what? He had him all the way. It was something that I I I would say about To throughout his career, and even looking back at his career stats, when you try and compare him in the career ranks against other guys. The one thing that people bring up is T.O. dropped the ball a lot. And then you look, and you're like, oh, he did. Yeah, but he also tore the roof off the places, too. Um, but anyway, any sneaky plays on this one as far as Eagles, Eagles Packers? I mean, you look at that Eagles play, and again, it's not something you're rooting for, but like you're looking at the uh, the, the Eagles offense. Jalen Hurts is on an MVP-type season. Everybody's invested in Jalen Hurts. Yeah. We already know this. Um, but when you look at their like their running back situation, Miles Sanders hasn't really you know done a lot lately Packers, for me to the go Packers nuts over. Packers have been playing better against the run the last couple of weeks, a lot better against the run, and even it showed in the Derrick Henry matchup. Derrick Henry had to carry the ball it seemed like 147 times, and he only averaged like three yards a carry for the game. But that was the passing game that got to the Packers this week, uh, last week. I think in this game, you have Eric Stokes out, and then you had Razul Douglas playing in the slot. He's mm-hmm. now moved to the outside, so Jair and Douglas on the outside playing the That's to the cover slot. A.J. Brown and, and Devonta Smith. Well, I think Devonta Smith lines up in the slot. We have we have that guy that picked the ball off twice against you. Was his name Rudy Ford or something? <laughs> I'm not sure. Right? Guy. <laughs> yeah, but he's been playing the slot. I'm trying to slot. forget about this guy. He's been playing the slot, and 
talk about Boomer Bust. He had those two picks, so, but don't get it twisted. He gets burned, right? And Devonta Smith is that guy. So. Can I tell you one thing that really jumps off the charts at me right off the rip when it comes to the Packers' preparation for an Eagles attack? The Eagles will struggle going forward without Dallas Goddard. I'm telling you right now, he's a bigger, significant chunk of that offense oh, that I you agree. think about. I agree. You don't think about that enough, and I think that people are just omitting it. Look, like, we'll oh, see. it's just Goddard. We'll see. Goddard's a massive this piece of that This is one of offense. those games where it's like, okay, we're writing Green Bay off Win again. Win the game, Packers. We're, we're writing Win Green Bay off again, correct? I mean, Eagles have been kind of slipping up a little bit. They were blowing teams out, and now it's not so easy for them to get their wins. I mean, they've spotted some teams some points over the course of their nine wins. They have. What do you mean? The Eagles. Like you're saying, like they, they tripped up against Washington. They were blowing teams out, but they were also spotting the Jaguars 14, beating the Lions. Yeah, but they by blew little... the Jaguars out. And then yeah, they, but it took they them a little while the to get going. away in the first half, and then they completely were in control of all those games. There was mm. no there was no real threat. There was like, I remember watching those games and be like, oh, backdoor cover, but no, no backdoor loss. <laughs> no backdoor <laughs> losses. True. All right. Well, let's move on. A team coming off a bye um, is a very exciting team to watch, and that's the Miami Dolphins. They're back in action, and they're taking <laughs> on a bad, bad Texans team. So there's a reason why we bring up these games. It's not always sunshine and rainbows. The Texans are a bad football team. Guess what? They're even worse when they're on the road. So the Dolphins getting back home to play a bad Texans team is a recipe for you to make all the money in the world on a Tyreek Hill, on a Jalen Waddle, and especially on the most underpriced quarterback on the market right now, and that's Tua. You want to go long on all three of these guys? Do that right now because they will be linked for at least the foreseeable future. This is a recipe for them to completely, like, just, you know, I know a lot of people like Thanksgiving leftovers, and that's something to be, to be eaten on Friday. This is going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like, I'm talking, like, there's going to be yeah, a lot going to be a of fun meat game on the bone. to watch for Dolphins owners in fantasy and Mojo Market alike. Uh, the Dolphins, I've been slapping the team total over for a month now. And it's yeah, they just score all, points. All, bunches, I mean, every man. time they play, they're, they're going to team total. 400 yards of offense. Yeah, the Texans' a game. defense isn't going to stop anybody. What they do well is run the football. And guess what? Miami, they're like third in the NFL in adjusted line yards, oh, fifth in the NFL in adjusted line yards defensively. And it's not even like the Texans run the ball well. Let's, let's not make any mistakes here. They don't because they're only averaging 93 a game. <laughs> no, they so. don't run the ball well, but they do. that's what they do best. Right? So the so only thing the their, Texans do is run the ball. Yeah, that's their <laughs> like strength it, because Damian Pierce is that he guy. He is a guy. Yeah, he is but a guy. But it's just when you know that there's no way da uh, Davis Mills, as much as I'm a fan of the guy stacking good practices together, he hasn't stacked many good road <laughs> games together in quite some time. Or, or games or at ever. all this year. <laughs> you know, Texans and unfortunately are right for now. him, he's looking like the Texans' backup. He is. For the foreseeable future, because they're going to draft a quarterback first overall. You would assume. Yeah. So, so this yeah, one, uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, Jalen Waddle, you could take your pick at either of the two backs. I think Jeff Wilson's the better of the Jeff two. Jeff Wilson's got a serious burst of his game, boy. I mean, it's and one he, of those guys. He's, bro, he's a low, too. He just, he, he thumps down yeah. low. I like Jeff Wilson Jr. a lot. All right. Who do we got next, Andy? I think he finishes the season well over double-digit touchdowns. Jeff Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean, if Jamal Williams could do it. I don't, know, I don't do even it. know what he's at right now. How about this? If he had two right now, I still think he'd finish with double digit touchdowns. Really? Close. Interesting. I now, 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 see. I'll got, just check. You, I'll check. All right. I was going to say, you got Dave interested over here. All right. Moving on. Uh, you can check that stat. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who again have been the most, one of the biggest enigmas of the season. There was hype going into the fact that, uh, you know, um, Trevor Lawrence had himself Doug Peterson as the coach, finally a real coach, got rid of Urban Myers, bummed self. Um, so you would think that they would start picking it up in the passing game, and they have. Christian Kirk was signed for a trillion dollars. He's playing well. Uh, 
He's got three he's touchdowns. Got three you still rushing, think he's going to? He's got three rushing, one receiving. Yeah, I think he gets six more. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and maybe they, there's like three that come this week against <laughs> the Texans. It could happen. Um, but anyway, back to the Jaguars. So, again, you you would see this offense moving in the right direction. Now they, they're, they're running into a buzzsaw here because the Ravens defense has been very good all season. They added Pierre Paul. They traded for Roquan Smith, who, again, we were talking in pre. You think he's probably one of the better linebackers in football that you've yeah, seen. Yeah, I, I, maybe the better one of the better linebackers of the last decade. Yeah. Roquan better Smith. or not best. One of the better, because, <laughs> yes, best. there's a lot of good linebackers over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Roquan Smith is seemingly at the top of the list in tackles every year. I and, just can't believe the compensation for that trade. And the Bears <laughs> and the Bears have always had good linebackers, and Roquan Smith fit the bill perfectly for them. He's gone now, so Baltimore reaps the benefit of that. And down the stretch, that type of linebacker play in that division is what they're going to need. Look, I think— You short on an Etienne this week? I don't know if I'm going to short ETM, but I think I'm going to just stay away on that one. Really, uh, the Jaguars in this game scare me a lot. I'm not going to go in after any of them. I think this is a tailor-made game. I've been waiting for the Ravens offense to this bust out. in Jacksonville, too, by the way, if that makes any difference, I think, at least from what I'm seeing yes, on the graphic. Yes, it is, but you always throw me off when you listen down I'm here. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> you put verses and no home team second, and I'm like— Well, the verses is usually the home team. That's not true at all. <laughs> I was like, yeah, is it? That's interesting. As I looked down the first There's one, I'm a like, couple times where three I've, times where I've gone in and used this list to uh-huh. make my graphics. Uh-oh. So I put them yep, backwards. Pile it on. No, Blame no, it but all I, on me. I don't do that anymore. Oh, good for you. As you can see. Yeah. <laughs> you can see based off this little graphic here, you can see that it's correct. But yeah, the Jaguars are home in this so one. The That's Jaguars the only are home. I think uh, ETN is the only guy that we would be interested in on the Jaguars. At not least the, nothing on a Christian Kirk. I don't know. The Ravens' secondary has been up and down, but it was mostly down due to injury. I think they're getting healthy right now. They Are you good last week? I, what's your like your gut now telling you about a, 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 a Trevor Lawrence at this point? Like there was a couple games this week, uh, this season that we went in. We're like, all right, well, let's see if this is the real Trevor Lawrence. He's just like, I don't know, man. He just seems like a mediocre middle of the pack. Look, I, I, it doesn't I seem like he's going to play out to be the superstar himself, that they want do him to be. Any favors with his personality for me? I mean, know, he was mic'd up a couple times, and like every time I hear it, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so bad. <laughs> I just don't know that the team likes him. I know I keep saying that about quarterbacks. Yeah, but I you, think that's I, it seems like no teams in the NFL like their quarterback, according no, to I you. Did, no, 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 that's not true. <laughs> Nobody likes Aaron Rodgers except his team. Right? Except for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> no, his team always, all his teammates like him. Nobody likes Aaron Rodgers except himself. At least that's himself. what he's telling everybody. <laughs> his parents don't even like him at this Seriously, point. Thanksgiving? I'm, how's that over there? It's but no, I'm kidding. Everyone loves Trevor Lawrence, even his teammates, I promise. Uh, just not me. <laughs> I think Trevor Lawrence is a bit overrated, but it's still too early. I understand everybody wants to get results right away. Hmm. And the first pick overall, you know, you want results right away. But he's only been with this coaching staff for about a half a season now. He had the Urban Meyer thing to deal with last year. So I give him the pass on the first season. And I, I kind of say, you know what, I've seen enough out of him where I'm not going to call him a bust because he's definitely not a bust yet. Not yet. But, all right, would, would you consider Alex Smith a bust? No, I consider Alex Smith a journeyman. But he was the first pick. So in living up to the hype of his draft stock, no. He, yes, then that's a bust. But Now, is there a quarter? Would you, would you take but he's ju- not a Jamarcus Russell. Would, would you take either. Justin Fields over... Trevor Lawrence right now? Yes. I don't know that yes. I would. I, I've seen enough. I've seen more out of Trevor Lawrence throwing the football. Just the versatility alone gives me the the nod for uh, – I understand that Trevor can move if need be, but, like, 
what we're seeing out of fields in the last couple of weeks, we're just like, okay, Mike Vick, like relax over there. You know what I mean? Setting records and stuff. I think you'd backpedal a little bit on that one. You no. would take Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence. I would not. No. No. Wow. Interesting. No. No. Right. I would well, take. Poor Jaguars, I would take man. Justin Fields second overall in that draft. That right doesn't now. matter. I mean, it's the, we're all now getting out eighth place trophy here. Like I'm telling you right now, Trevor Lawrence well, is not as well, good there was as another, Justin Fields. Justin Fields. I mean, wasn't picked before Zach Wilson. But then the Jets. Yeah, the Jets traded up to get that. Well, no, they didn't. They actually sucked. So did the Bears, in. though. I mean, it, so either way you're looking at it, I, I put Justin Fields out. as the second best quarterback in that class. That's where Who's I'm, the that's first? Where I'm going. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. You still think Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in that class? I think the Bears would trade Justin Fields for Trevor Lawrence today. No. They would not, actually. <laughs> they should. You could try to execute that trade in Madden. Speaking of Madden, uh, you know, shout out to John Madden. Oh, you the, get shot right the, down. You had to like, add some picks. <laughs> because, the, because the rest of because even Madden agrees with me. <laughs> Madden says, reject. All right, anyway, so <laughs> this game, again, flip side of the coin real quick. Lamar Jackson will be Lamar Jackson, right? We're all excited about that. Mark Andrews, one of those guys that, like, he's been hobbled a little bit, uh, but now he's back in the fold. You want to get real deep? Maybe Isaiah Likely catches another touchdown this week. You know what I mean? Somebody you can definitely very, very low on the mojo market right now, so somebody to keep your eye on. The Ravens' offense is relatively good, and they're, and they're playing a, a pretty bad Jaguars team, so it is what it is. One more off a buy that we haven't talked about. It's almost as if you forgot about them all together. Guys, the Geno Show is back. Geno Smith and the Seahawks will be taking on and hosting, according to this graphic, the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, the Raiders' season looks to be up in smoke. Like, it's just no good, no bueno, not fun to watch. Um, but when you look at a team like the Seattle Seahawks, it seems like the last time we saw the Seahawks, they were in Germany against the uh, the Bucks. And they, Gino looked a little Gino-esque from old. But now, is this a get-right situation for him with a very, very bad Raiders defense? Is Gino going to get back to what he's been doing all season? Yeah, I mean, it's a home game for Seattle, so they always get a boost there. Yeah, you know, true. Seattle playing at home is one of the toughest the places 12s. to play. And I think the newfound success or unexpected success this year has the, the fan base kind of rejuvenated a little bit, and it's showing. And when you go play in Seattle, it's not easy. The Seahawks have had the best run defense in football over the last month and a half. Yeah. And the Raiders, they still have, they still run the ball really well. It's definitely tailed off a little bit in terms of Josh Jacobs putting up gaudy numbers. He did have a good week last week against Denver. And the Raiders are coming off of a high, an overtime walk-off win with Devontae and Derek Carr. So that was cool to see for the Raiders fans. Did you see Devontae yelling about Sertan? Yeah. Oof. It's rough. He got, I mean, he got a, he ain't ready yet. He ain't ready. Yet. Oh, I thought like, you were talking about when he was yelling about the pass interference. No, no, no. I'm talking about like in post game. He flipped out <laughs> on the ref. Davante is like very. It over there. You, he has not been outspoken with the Packers. He, yeah, once you become a Raider. Once you go like, to Vegas, anything happens in Vegas. And well, it's, just the Raiders in general. It's that's like, true. You just become this pos. <laughs> um, no, Davante is a class act. Don't don't get it twisted. But yeah, I love the Seahawks in this game. I think they're going to be able to do almost whatever they want offensively, and I do think that Jacob's going to have a tough go of it that defense at home. And I think it's going to be a challenge for Seattle to just go in there and stop the run and make Derek Carr do it. I think Derek Carr and, and Devontae are going to have their success because they've had it all year. And it doesn't necessarily translate to wins. And I think Kenneth Walker is going to explode in this one. Okay. So get on Kenneth Walker if you haven't already. Again, there was people. <laughs> I, I myself have, 
invested, traded away, invested, traded away, invested, and I traded away. So like he, I'm I'm all up on on the, the 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 roller coaster ride that is Kenneth Walker. But I think overall, grand scheme, if you've invested money in Kenneth Walker early on, you're up. You know what I mean? So it's not like you're, you're sitting back like, oh man, he lost me money. Look, I just decided to get same, out at peak times. It's the same times. player that exploded a month ago. He had yeah. a rough game and then a bye week, so we kind of got forgotten about it a little bit. Yeah. But guess what? He's nowhere. He's still right there. I mean, he is somewhere. He's right there, pal. He's right there, pal. Right there. Right there. He's probably sitting in between, nestled in between two backs that he's way better than. 100%. He always is. Uh, Kenneth Walker is definitely actually. Uh, now you're going to make me. As we, as we wrap up the show, I definitely want to check on this I'll real quick. Say what? I'll race you to Kenneth Walker. I'll, uh, you probably had, you had your phone out before I did. So well, I mean, he's on my watch list. No, he's not. Geno Smith was. Yeah. Kenneth Walk, Kenneth, how is that not there? Come on. He is in between. Damn it, he beat me. Tony Pollard. He's not, better than Pollard. He's not better than Pollard. And Najee Harris. Eh, Ooh, than- that's an interesting comparison between the three of them. Absolutely. Interesting. Not better than Pollard. All right, anyway, we hope everybody enjoyed today's show. We hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving holiday. And, of course, week 12 is here. Week 13, believe it or not, we're down to the final. We're in the teens now, which is just insane how fast this all moved. But be sure to follow Mojo every which way you possibly can and head on over to the social medias over there on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that stuff. Go and uh, go get yourself involved at Mojo. Join the Discord. That's definitely a fun time. A lot of discussion to be had there, especially over Thanksgiving. You know, you're done with your your leftovers and stuff. Get on over to the Discord. Have a have a, have yourself another adult beverage, and uh, you know, just chat, just talk some crap. I know I'm I, I surface there every so often. I try to get there once a day, but things are busy over here. So anyway, enjoy the football for Dave Sturchio. Chris Gucci. This has been another episode on a Black Friday. Hope you guys got your Turbo Man dolls. You know that reference at least? Thank God. She go all the way. There she go. See, he's learning. He's learning. That's two movie references in one week of programming, folks. Chris is turning the corner when it comes to his movie. No, he's not. He's not. He's just spoken to third person like The Rock. Anyway, we'll see you guys back here on Monday morning to discuss week number 12.